we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny. Executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A People's History tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change, while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Wake that ass up in the morning. The Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. How DJ do Andy. I Angela say goodbye to Angela Yee? Donnell Rollins here, ladies and gentlemen. The good times oh, that made us laugh, made them cry. I thought we get to stop talking about booties. You brought it up. But the booty bandits never do. It's so hard to say goodbye to Angela Yee. (laughs) 
Thank you, Dana. That was beautiful. I don't know. Oh, okay. enough, enough, enough. Where Why are you just show? like a politician this morning? Where are you going? Because I'm Court. voting to get you off the show. <laughs> I don't know where this show is going to lead to. Dana, would you like to take my place on the breakfast What I, I? Hell no. <laughs> I, yo, I've never had really mental issues, but I will guarantee you, if I became a member of the Breakfast Club, I would definitely be reading all of this dude's book who's not here. Where is he? He's, uh, He's getting ready for you. He's right there. That's, Paul, that's him. Where? That's him. That guy. He's really not here, though, for Yeah, real. he said he didn't feel like doing He was here earlier. He left. It's all good. I don't have no problem with that. Okay. I, I'll pay him back. Uh-oh. 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 Ain't Uh-oh. you doing his show? It's about to be a hell of a week. hell of a week. Well, actually... I bought this for him, too. That's just whatever he's that talking about. Yeah. Well, now you don't got to worry about oh, it. Yeah. No, actually, uh, he usually tapes tomorrow, but he has to tape today because of all the political things. We have I don't to really care. We don't even have to talk about him. I'm not here for that. I'm not here for that. What are we I'm here, here for? for? Let's talk about you. I'm going to tell you what we're here for. What are we here for? How do I oh say goodbye? And y'all don't understand that. I know normally in business, I just, what are you promoting? I'm promoting friendship. I'm promoting love. And I thought that, first off, I don't know if Angelique is ever going to leave. She's not going to leave. She's oh going to leave God. two months she's, ago. She's the only person I know I that leave, today. but don't leave at the same <laughs> she, time. Now about, I've been saying another two weeks. She's like, I'm out and in. She got the same thing in common as Anita. Anita don't know what if she want to Miss Anita. Miss Anita. Now, Anita. let me explain something uh, to y'all. I've been trying to leave. I want to leave, okay? She don't want to leave. Oh, I know you want to leave. You know. Mm. But every time they keep on being like, because, you know, Envy don't be wanting to do the rumors and the news. So they're dragging it. So unless, I feel it's a car, like Envy... unless it's a car show. Let the car show show. Let a car show. Let a car show. I pop feel up. like he went behind the scenes and was like, look, we just want to keep Angela till vacation. Right. Until the, you know. And I'm like, I really wanted some time off. I was excited. I done planned a trip. And they're like, oh, we actually need you to stay until December 2nd. That's like four days before my birthday. But I, to be quite honest, I what didn't we know. Doing? We could do whatever. Congratulations, oh. Danielle. Bought a house. Thank you. Oh, what'd you buy? That's LA? a huge nah, deal. No, I don't fuck L- Ooh, I don't fuck LA, but I've just found <laughs> out that I think I'm more of a country country boy than anything. He's a Where? river guy. Yellow Springs, Ohio. Oh, Ohio. Yeah. Okay. Just like uh, I've. Uh, why, why Ohio? I fell in, well, I'm not a huge fan of Ohio, but I became a huge fan of Yellow Springs. Mm-hmm. And during the pandemic, I really got connected there. I was there like two summers in a row. I like the peace. I like it's no crime there. I got good friends and sense of community there. And I just fell in love with the place. And I was like, and I'm like a lot of people that during the pandemic left the city, mm-hmm. left a different lifestyle for another lifestyle. And I chose a Yellow Springs, Ohio for a place for me to. He was on the river. I see yeah. no we river. actually, yeah. um, just for clarity, all right. He had a team, and I had a team. He's from the creeks. I was from the streets. Right. It was a kickball team because I'm all I'm, I'm all into now, the sports. Who won? Well, first off, you cheated. It was the streets versus the creeks in the foot in a, in, a, in a kickball team. Talib Kwalib was supposed to be the His captain. His name is of, not Talib Kwalib. His name is Talib Kwali. You know what I'm saying? Tomato, tomato. Mm-hmm. Right. But uh, Talib was uh, uh, the captain of the the streets team, but he got in the middle of a uh, a tweeting confrontation. <laughs> Nah, he just go off anyway. Oh, yeah. It don't, don't even matter. It's, it could be any day. Talib is the only person I know respond to each and every Everybody. comment. I'm like, how do you got the time? He invented a thing to keep his glasses on his head because he be texting so quick. And I don't see when he does it because yeah, when back you're up. around him, he's not even on the phone. I'm like, when is he doing this? Yeah, but he was, yeah. A, he was a captain of the street team. 
and he couldn't make it. So Angelique came in, and I will say that uh, her team beat us in the kickball in the kickball game. But, and they were undefeated prior to that. I yeah, we were undefeated. We had like six, six. We were six and zero. Who's on the team from the Creeks? Uh, uh, people from the woods. <laughs> people from the woods. Yeah, Donna yeah, pulled yeah. a hamstring or something very early on in the first. I sustained an injury <laughs> that. Uh, so now he plays. What's the sport you play now? Pickleball. pickleball. Okay, yeah, I'm in pickleball. Yeah. So there's a, a whole pickleball. And I got thing. you a gift too. Movement pickleball. Happening. You don't know about pickleball? Oh, my kids play pickleball. You do? You play pickleball? No, I do not play pickleball. So you wear your kids' clothes, but you don't play with the sports that they play, son. I do not wear my kids' clothes. You do wear your son's I jeans, son. I do not son. wear my son's jeans. Yo, yeah, or, or vice versa. And I got a gift for you. This is my parting gift. This is a gift from me, from me and Jamie Fox to you. And the pickleball is a phenomenon. I'm surprised that. I'm, I, I'm no, leaving. I did. Yeah, That's she's leaving. This is not. But you come to somebody's show, you give them a gift. No. You and want them? You're like her first guest on her first on her show, so you're not gonna see her again. So you want them? Yeah, I want the pickleball thingy, Majiggy. You want them? You already have it. Your kids play. Yeah. So I can you talk? Right, These so nuts. <laughs> I didn't know anything about. About time pickleball. Out. Time out for a nut joke. Come on. Go ahead. Come on. Time out for a nut joke. You just can't go past a nut joke. What's wrong with you, man? You, no, that was a wonderful nut joke. It was a good, it was a good, good nut joke. <laughs> feels so much now better than he's done. Back to you right. moving to uh, Ohio. Uh, how right. does your son like Ohio? He loves it. Better than L.A.? Yeah. He, he loves you it. You go to school down there and all that? No, right now, we're like, well, me and my baby mom, we're not together no more. That's mm-hmm. like not happening. I'm not, don't have anything negative to say. But right now, he's in a really good school in L.A., and I'm considering after he's, once he gets to fifth grade to see what the situation is going to be there for, for him for middle, uh, middle school. But he, he loves it out there. Like, he loves uh, uh, the woods. What I realized during the pandemic is simple things in life that make life super simple. I know that may sound crazy, but he appreciates going down to the creek. He appreciates skipping rocks and stuff. He got some friends out there, and he just loves the nature. I fell in love with nature during the pandemic, and couldn't leave. Danelle actually had a really amazing Danelle Land event. Yes. Um, and uh, everybody brought their kids to and their families. And my friend Dahlia came with her yeah. daughter. And her daughter had like the time of her life. She was like, I love it here. I never want to leave. Why you invite me? I got kids. You I know there's couple. a reason why I don't invite you to anything, Envy. He doesn't show up. You don't? You don't? No, I will say Envy will come to a comedy show. But the last couple of years, I don't know what happened. Your attitude has changed. I don't know. Once you once you started Beijing in your chin... <laughs> You know, it come, it, it just things just change, He's and it's not to do. And then look, I didn't even know he was a Giant fan you know until this year. Fan, nah, you sold yes, you all, did. you sold all your Giant stuff last year. You sold all your Giant stuff with your whack ass Commanders. I was never a Giant. We three and zero. I mean, we, we Commanders we, is just a whack name. It's yeah, trash. but okay, I'm not arguing with you on that. Okay. I still think that it's slightly racist because when you say commanders, you end it with chiefs. So you still got the, uh, <laughs> the the native side of it. But I'm excited that we won three games in a row. By how many points, by how we did it, I don't care, but we did it. Okay. okay. Fair I want to talk about uh, some of your, your, your comedy. So you've been on the road a lot. <clears throat> yeah. Are you still enjoying and loving comedy? I do love it. I, t- I will say this. I um I feel like something's about to happen. No. See, this is the, this the problem with Donnell, right? No, Donnell I just said he wants he a real interview. No, but, give him a real interview. All right, you you something, something's gonna happen. Oh, you, you, then you, he says, Evie, what about this? My nuts. Like, no. How do you expect me to give you a trust real interview? Trust issues. Trash issues. Trash. I have trust. What's what the hell's trash? I have trash. Trust. I have like trust issues with you. But back to your question. <laughs> I'm trying to ask him to give a real interview. No, do I still love comedy? Yes, and sir. I do. I've been doing it for 30 years, and I don't know if a lot of people can say that. I feel like, in after 30 year into a 30-year career, every year, I feel like I get better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, he has some people that get hot for a couple years, and they be like, what happened? They fell off. 
But I feel like for 30 years, like every year, I get better. And you're also talking about somebody that each year he thinks he's at that point but we'll find a, something to go to the next level. So I do feel like I get better every and year, and I enjoy it. And career also has taken off yeah. as well. Yeah. So congratulations for that. Thank you. I've been lucky enough, like, I don't really, I tell people all the time, they say, what do you like more, the acting winning or? Winning play, right, was it? Win, the winning time. Winning time, okay. You asked me, what do you like most, the uh, acting or stand-up comedy? Um, I'm in more control of my career with stand-up, but acting is more, more challenging to me. It is. You know, like I could go in front of 15,000 people and have no issue, but then once they say action and that camera come on, it's a whole different ball game. Mm -hmm. The difference between stand-up, you get immediate response. You know Correct. what's gonna happen immediately. With acting, you don't know until the reviews come in, until you see the dailies. You, you think you her. might get, I was part of a team that won an Oscar <laughs> with the, uh, what was it, Soul? Well, just say you got an Oscar, Donnell. I, took, I got an Oscar. Yeah. Well, I didn't get an Oscar, I got oscar -y. I got a piece of an Oscar. You got a piece of an Oscar. Yeah, you know how it'd be like, dude, I was in the background, and I still got it. But, but I was a part of that. But how is it acting for you? Because, you know, we're acting, of course, there's lines, there's other actors. Do you feel like you're an actor, or are you still doubting yourself and keep asking, like, how'd I do? I, I don't I don't doubt myself, but I, I know that um, that's something I always can grow on. I, I feel like I always can get better, especially when I see some people work. I see some people get down, and I'm like, damn, this dude is doing this for real. And for me, it's just, it's still fun for me. I don't take myself that serious. I think about probably got a little bit more training and focus more. I could get more acting work, but mm -hmm. I've made a, a a name for myself and stand up so much. If I get an acting gig, it's just only a bonus on top of some other things that I've done. And being an actor as well now. Yes. What you playing? I can't tell you. I'm, okay. in the, I'm in the series East New York. Okay. Is it Brooklyn based? It's gotta be East yeah. New York. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's probably one of the, the biggest shows on CBS now, so it's, 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 it's a lead uh, black woman who does her damn thing. But um, I was gonna ask you, when do you consider yourself a legend in comedy, right? And the reason I ask that is because you you uh, do comedy with so many legendary people. A lot of times people, they compare you to the legends, whether it's Chris Rock, whether it's Dave Chappelle, whether whoever it may be when I'm talking legends. Do you consider yourself a legend yet when it comes to comedy? Nope. I don't I don't connect to any words like that. Why not? I'm a humble person, and I, I, I don't want to say that. I'd but you would other... say Dave Chappelle's a legend. Yeah, I would. Chris Rock's yeah. a legend. Yeah. So the legendary term, you know, but you just don't. I don't associate with that. I don't associate with legend. I don't associate with goat. I don't associate with the greatest. I think once you get caught up in that, you start believing it. That's when things turn. You know, now if somebody else want to say that, that's one thing. But I'm never going to say I'm a legend. Don't you know who I am? It's just, it's just a setup. And then these are new words. They found out new ways, Envy, to call you old. This was the new generation. <laughs> they, they, they don't, they don't call you old head. They call you legend. They call you goat. OG. You know you old when they call you unk. What's up, unk? What's up, unk? Yeah, what's up, unk? What's up, OG? People call so, you unk. Yeah, they call me unk. They look at my beard, and I'm not. A, I don't. I don't even dye my shit. You've no never more. dyed it. He said no I more. dyed it once. I didn't feel comfortable. I feel like I was tricking people, like R. Kelly. I what? felt. In a way, oh my God. presenting to be that? something that oh I really wasn't. Here we go. That's what I'm saying. Well, you guys is yeah, Allegedly. Yeah, it just, I mean, if you going to hire me for a job for that, whatever, but I don't see it. And I went through that stage like, oh my God, uh, I'm getting older. We knew uh, from your I mean, head, though, your, you hair, like your hairline. We, you, we knew. I think your son keeps you, you young, you, too. You, you really want to do this, Emmy? What? I'm saying, take why take your hat off, son. Yeah. Well, you guys, you spray paint your joints, son. Mine is good. You your hair me? go from dark skin to light skin in 24 <laughs> hours, son. I'm good. You spray paint your joints. I, I guarantee. Look at his hairline now. The next time you get a haircut, your joint is gonna be sharp. It's gonna be dying. That's what a haircut does. It makes your line. Nah, nah, nah. You are gonna get that fiber? I know you do all that. You gonna the fiber? The no, fibers. I don't. I don't know anything about the fibers. You are gonna do but the fibers? Back fiber. to you. Back to yeah. you. Being a legend, go. 
I don't consider myself a legend. I don't consider myself any of that, but a person loves what they do and continue to get better doing it. And you, you did know? great on that Snoop, um, the compilation that he had. You right. killed that. The Snoop Jaw, uh, uh, it's, it's so crazy because I was slotted to do, which I did, a Netflix special with Dave Chappelle. So it's done. With, well, I, that's, it's a long story with that. I did it, but then like a couple of weeks before we were supposed to air it, we had the air date and everything. He called me. He was like, um, I want to go again. And I, I didn't get upset, but I wanted to understand how do we go from us doing chest bumps, high fives, standing ovation to you want to shoot it again. And I was ready for the constructive criticism, but at the same time, I'm like, I knew it was funny. And he was like, Daniel, I could put you in front of an audience and you could rip all day. Every day, he said, but that doesn't make it a great special. Mm. And one of the things he pointed out, and you, you came out. Mm -hmm. One of the things that it was, it was yeah, very strenuous protocol, um, uh, 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 COVID protocol, masks, and right. So for when my audience was supposed to be a full audience, it went from a quarter of that audience. So that was one strike against it, the production of it. It just wasn't like the right. It wasn't the right mix. So How did we that went make you feel? Because the fact that you know, because I mean, it was planned. Like you, you was ready for this shot. Now they like shoot out. again. Do you yeah. do you have that same energy? Do you do different jokes? Or like, how do you change it up? Or I did it again. I already did it again. But the feeling was, I could have been petty and said screw that, whatever. But also realized that um, Dave got me a check, the biggest check I ever seen in my career at, at one shot. How much was it? Uh, I don't want to talk about that. But <laughs> it, was a, it, was, it was it was it was Woo! it was it was it was nice. Yeah, I'm asking you that. So. Let me but, tell you something, Donnell. You see the suit. You go out with Donnell, 40 people, Donnell got the bill. He got the check. But I figured out a way to write it off on taxes, too. That's <laughs> a write-off. Like, Donnell will not let off. you pay for a thing. That's why we hang. But that's just a... Just a, just a uh, now back to what you said, because you were talking about the show and you're doing it over. And, and yeah, I could have went... There was a lot of things I could have done. I could have been mad, said, screw that, whatever. But I knew the check had cleared, right? But also knew that the guy that's giving me this advice mm -hmm. and this criticism is a guy that's got like seven or eight specials under his belt and he knows what he's talking about, you know? So mm -hmm. I looked at it like I, I had an opportunity to do it that time. I'll revamp uh, the set and and I'll do it again. And one thing about if you if you see me do my stand-up, the jokes, even though I may do summer jokes, whatever, they're always growing. So I was like, I'll just stay on track to what, of what I do. And then when we're ready to do it again, it'll, it'll pop. What motivates Donnell Rollins? Well, there's different things that motivate me when now. When it comes to comedy, I should say. Austin. Uh, Austin motivates me on a different, in a, in a, in a different, uh, different level. But He's almost taller than you. Motiv motiv what motivates me is, I just want to be great. You know what I'm saying? Like I just want to be good, and I do mentor a lot of young comics coming up, right? And they always ask these questions, like, "So I need an agent." I need this. They always talk about what they need. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what you need to do is every time you go on stage, rip. That's going to answer all your questions. When you're good at what you do, people are going to find you. Mm -hmm. You don't have to ask for favors or anything like that. A, uh, a, a very popular um, uh, manager back in the day, Barry Katz, he still has, he had all the top talent in New York. And this is when I was making my uh, transition from D.C. <laughs> to, to New York, from the Chitlin Circuit, the Black Circuit, to... Um, more mainstream, right? And I want to help. I asked Barry, I said, look, I'm funny. I know you You got all your your, your uh, clients in these clubs. Can you put a phone call in for me? Mm -hmm. He was like, Donnell, all you got to do is just rip. He said, if you rip everywhere you go, you won't be, you, you can't be denied. And I tell youngers the same way. They want shortcuts and everything. All you got to do is be good. Mm -hmm. I never wanted to be famous. Mm -hmm. 
I never, anybody tell you, I never was, a lot of people in this business, they like, when I was young, I knew that I always, I didn't expect to be a right. stand-up comic. Only thing I knew, I wanted to be good. And I realized if that, if you're good, then that'll turn into all the other things you want out of it. But I never look for it like, I'm gonna be this, I'm right. gonna be rich or famous, I just wanna be good. And you, you never also chase a check either, which I think is good. Like, yeah. Donnell is not motivated by money. He does things because he enjoys it, he wants to do it, he's always coming up with ideas. Mm -hmm. The last thing he thinks about is compensation, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. for it. And I, I mean, like, I, yeah. and I, that has probably cost me um, a lot of money. Yeah. You know, it has. a lot of money, right? I'd be like, Donnell, you should, you know, and, and I'm but, always trying to think of ways to get Donnell checks. Like, and she does too. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, it's one of two things could happen. I could have got caught up on that. I know I lost a lot of money there. But, you know, my soul feels good about what I do, and I think I make right decisions back. that's going to make me feel good. You get it back. I was going to ask, you know, when you um, do shows with like your Dave Chappelle's, your Chris Rock's, or whatever comedians you do shows with, Kevin Hart. Uh, for you, do you look at them as a competition? And not competition where, like, we're going back and forth, but, like, if I DJ with somebody, it's not a competition. They're my right. friends, but I still want to be better. Right. Do, do you feel that way as well? Yeah, it's, it's called healthy competition. Yeah, you better feel You know that what I'm way. saying? It's way, and that's the only way you get stronger. You know, mm -hmm. even when I work with Dave, Dave would tell you straight, he said, I know when I work with you. He said, I could feel a difference from the audience. I never, especially with those guys, their names are so big. There's no competition in the sense that when I work with them, I open for them. So, People come to see them. They pay the money. Mm -hmm. I'm a bonus. You know what I mean? I'm excited when I go out there and they say, uh, you've seen them on HBO's The Wire. You've seen them on so-and-so. And then they say, but you fell in love with them as Ashley Larry. And then the audience goes nuts. You know, but no, there's no competition. But I know that when I'm on the same playing field with them, I, I represent. Now, also, I was going to ask, you know, some of the things that's going on in the world. Before we get into that. Wait, hold on. Yeah, we're getting you prepped for when you're on my show since you'll be, since The Breakfast Club is opening for me. Um, oh, oh yeah, well, it's going to lead into your show, right? Yeah. I'm excited about that. I'm really excited about that. <laughs> Me too. We, we, so, yeah, we're going to do some topics with you. This is for you to get ready to be back on radio again. Kanye West, what are your thoughts? My thoughts is I can't let anybody else's emotions control my emotions. And people that let anything that Kanye says affect them in any kind of way, I think they're foolish. I don't agree with a lot of things that he say. One thing in particular, Kanye West says, I don't have no friends, true friends in Hollywood. Right. To that, I want to say, Kanye, call Dave Chappelle. Yeah, Dave will stand by you through problematic times. Okay. Yeah. And not even problematic, like I just, yeah. the, the notion of, and, and the, the reason why I say that, because uh, I've, I've seen uh, uh, Dave's uh, friendship with Kanye. I've seen when, uh, Kanye was under fire about some other things when people was like, screw Kanye, and Dave would never turn his back on him. Dave would always say, you know, that's my brother. I might not agree with everything, but that's my brother and I love him. I saw one time when, when Kanye was having issues where Dave, at the drop of a dime, caught a private jet yeah. to go see him and go talk to him. So when you start saying that and you act like there's nobody on your side, nobody mm -hmm. wanna listen to you, there are people that wanna listen to you, but you don't wanna listen to the people that's gonna speak the truth to you. And that's what, I can't let this, what Kanye, is talking about is not no big news. Uh, artists getting ripped off with record deals and stuff like that. This is how that happened. Usually, an artist. Well, that's not the reason people are upset. It's part of it, you know. I mean, that's I what don't think they care about that part. I think they care about more of his statements that he made about George. No, people. that's and what they're upset course, about. George. The no, no, that no. he made about George Floyd. One hundred percent. That's what uh, what they're upset about. What I'm saying, the spin that he's talking about, and the deflection is. 
He's now it's like this: the record business. Right, We've been right, getting right. over, and, and, and you know this business. For the most part, you get a young dude off the street, off the block, right? Never seen more than a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars in their pocket, right. and you say, "Here go six figures." Right, it have to be six figure, be fifty thousand. Fifty thousand, and you show them that stack. They not reading that big ass contract, mm-hmm. especially when they start speaking in British literature. Heareth, weareth, thereeth, forth. They like give me my money, and if you notice, most of those artists that start up like that. Yeah, you get a raw deal at the beginning, but once you start getting the business sense, once you start getting mature, you like wait a minute, I want a bigger piece of the pie. It happened to Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle said it with Comedy Central. When I took that deal with Comedy Central, um. I had I, I was I was about to have a baby, you know what I'm saying? Wasn't making a lot of money, and I needed the bag, you know what I'm saying? And that's the urgency of it. But you don't still have to not play fair with people. Correct. Right. That's why I respect Comedy Central. That was a stand-up move for Comedy Central to come back and say, "Here go all your money." Envy, even with your first contract here, you always talk about that. It was yeah, no, my first contract terrible. Was, it, it was it was terrible. It was horrible. I think I made uh, after minimum. I think it might have been like fifty five thousand dollars. But you already knew you, Envy. You've been doing it for a, a while. You know the long game. No, well, yeah, well, see, well, I also know the long game. Yeah, yeah. I did mess up, but I also <laughs> bet on myself. You know, mm-hmm. I knew that. You know, as a DJ, me coming over here. I feel like I'm the best, and I feel like nobody can outwork me. Right. Like when it comes to I will do whatever. There's Jamaicans can they can't outwork you. you I know. Been, you been yeah. you, you know you you've been you know with us. So. I seen you make the shift from nighttime to mm-hmm. the coveted spot, which so is morning. I, I should have bet on myself, and I bet on myself, and it paid off. But you know, for some people, it, it absolutely positively don't. And I'm just I'm just. I just feel like Kanye doesn't have good friends, right? And I won't say me and you are the best of friends, right? But if I said something, or if I was going through something, I know you would check up on me. Right. It's like the same with you. Same thing with Angela Yee. Same thing with a lot of people. I just feel like... But we don't know that no one's checking up on him because we also He know, might not be accepting the information yeah, that they're checking up on. Yeah, and sometimes there's nothing you, know? you could do when somebody is not willing to accept things at a time. You could be friends with somebody. Look, I have a friend who has mental health issues. And I can't really do anything about it. I, you know, checked up on her. Now she's, like, really not taking my calls at all. It hurts, but there's nothing I could... She's not talking to any of us. Right. But I do you know, think he... I can't I, do anything about it. I do think that uh, he has friends, but when you're living what you think your truth are, and anybody can test it, anybody go against it, you're, gonna, you're not, you're not going to want to talk to them. But him. I would also hope that if I do have real friends, that they're not going to put me in a position to make things worse. Meaning, if I'm wilding out, and Angela Yee has a show where with Angela Yee. I'm hoping that she's not going to play like, Envy, come on my show and get yourself in more trouble. You know what I mean? It got to be to the point where we have to start saying, you know what? He's our brother. He's not in the right mental space. We're not going to give him the platform to bury his career and bury his business even more. Yeah, but, you know, the funny thing about it is, like, he, he talks about a certain business community, whatever, that, you know, was robbing people, whatever. But at the end of the day, every time that you on a platform, whatever, you creating content and people click it and they sell it as it So yeah. it doesn't matter. Like we in a world right now where everything is about engagement. A long time ago, we've been doing it for a while. Like if you want to be successful as an artist, anything, one thing you had to be was likable. Right. And next thing you had to do was have talent. Correct. That was the only way you was going to get money. People had to spend the money, had to go to record shop, and had to do that. Now you don't have to do that. You can be hated with no talent. If you're an engaging person, you'll continue to make money. I do understand some of the things that Kanye said, but there's different ways you could do it. And I'm going to use this as an example. We do know that there are certain people that control this industry, mm-hmm. right? I'm not going to do it. I'm just, this is a real thing. You cut it, whatever. We do know that. And those people, we've been working with them in this situation for years. It's nothing to do with being anti-Semitic or anything. The only thing you can do is like, what you do is position yourself to get a bigger slice of the pie. You have to be able to position right. yourself. And I'll give you an example. 
people might not understand it. Uh, Tyler Perry is a perfect perfect example of getting control, getting what you want. You know, you might not like Tyler Perry's story, uh, his movies, but you have to respect his story. You have to respect that he put himself in a position where he could give more black performers uh, opportunities. He's built a studio that he gives everybody opportunity to work there. And he did that. He didn't have to ruffle up everything. He didn't have to piss somebody off. He understood, well, how do I get to the next step? Mm-hmm. Me bitching about stuff ain't going to change anything. I make a difference. I make a difference with what I do, and I'll build my brand. But you know yeah. what I don't like? And I don't like how we cancel somebody super-duper fast, right? And I'll explain why. If I'm making a, 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 a comment about any group of people, right, I might be making that group uh, that comment because somebody told me that and they told me wrong information. Right. I think a lot of times we need to correct the information and be like, you got this wrong, brother. Let me explain to you why this is hurtful. Let me explain to you why that was a lie. Let me explain to you why that's not truthful. But the only way because you really... the first thing we do is you said something I don't like, we cancel. Yes, I don't think that anybody's really canceled. No, but you, the no. only way you don't think Kanye's canceled? No, I see a lot of people supporting him. I see a lot. You know, Kanye I doesn't definitely... have a sneaker deal. He doesn't have a shoe I don't, deal. He I don't, doesn't have a record deal. I don't think that he's canceled. I still see everybody covering him. I still think people will interview. But him. The, but the only way they, you... he can't even perform. They canceled his performance at Morehouse. He's canceled. He he Kanye's they're not allowing. I thought Kanye it was to his basketball money. team. Oh was supposed to play or something like no, that. No, no, he was supposed oh, to perform. He was doing a performance and they canceled last year. The only true way, the only I, real way you can be canceled if you align to corporations and you align to like big business and you align to studios and stuff. You can't, especially in, in my field, people are, are you worried about being canceled? I don't make money off of TV like that. Mm-hmm. I don't make money off of acting. My money that I make is a 30-year career where I'm going to these comedy clubs every year. You can't cancel that. Well, if, talk- the, if the comedy clubs don't take you anymore? like They're never going to do that. Kanye can't perform at the venues. comedy clubs. The venues won't let him in. The comedy clubs are never going to do that. The comedy clubs, especially, like you ain't produced a TV show, comedy clubs are never going to do that. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, they want people in those seats. They want money. The same reason why it was a a, a, a a lot of like these YouTube social media comedians going to the comedy clubs. The first comedy clubs, like, they're not real comedians. They're not really funny. But after, at the end of the day, they, they got a bottom line. Put asses in those you seats. Can't. And that's what, and that's why I don't really trip off of being canceled because I know that you won't be able to stop me from putting my name on the marquee and people coming out to see me perform. Do you but, ever censor yourself though, Daniel? Because sometimes, and, and I know I think what's good for you is you, sometimes you have that too soon disclaimer. As soon as yeah, you I say that. that, it's like it's kind of like saying no offense, but I never, <laughs> I never edit myself. If people, I get that question all the time: How does cancel culture affect you? I'm never, I'm. I'm I'm not gonna change, and I understand like this is what people I think people take advantage of when they say uh, freedom of speech. Uh, I should be able to say what I want, freedom of expression. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but with everything you do, a consequences is with it. Mm-hmm. It's always some consequence. You know what I'm saying? Yes, you do have the right to say whatever you want to say, but what are the consequences of the words that you say? Kanye West has a right to say whatever he wants to say, but what are those consequences? I think at the beginning he thought he could deal with them, but now, especially when they hit his, they hit his pocket. It's a different situation. It's how you can. I, I encourage, I tell you, I know it's going to sound crazy. I do my show and I do a situation. I say, I encourage every white man in here to use the N-word at least once. So you can know the consequences of using the N-word at least once. I'm like, it's Okay, can you deal with the consequence? Right. You know? Now, now I also want to talk, ask you about uh, Boston Celtics ex-coach. Right. Uh, that allegedly knocked off an executive's uh, wife or girlfriend. Emma Udoka. Yes, yeah. what are your thoughts? He's about to uh, First off, I no 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 disrespect, but people act like people act like he cheated on a 22-year-old Neil. 
Oh my okay. God, Donnell. This guy's crazy. Move on. Too I'm, soon. I'm, I'm not canceled. Too soon. I'm just saying. What? I'm just saying. What are you trying to say about Nia Lawson? Nia Lawson don't look amazing. She looks- I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying the prime was for me. It was a prime. I'm not knocking it. Y'all get all, all y'all want. Y'all get all, all y'all want. But this is what I do know. This guy's crazy. This is what I do know. That stuff happens everywhere. And I think it's unfortunate that they were so hard on him. But what I understand, I think that, I think that uh, one of the, this is what I heard. One of the executives, that was his woman that mm-hmm. he was cheating with. Allegedly. So, allegedly. Damn, how many lawsuits you been in? You know how to protect yourself, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Don't say that. Yeah, Alleged, you. okay. Allegedly. Don't protect me, son. I'm good. <laughs> don't, but I think it's unfortunate. We know that stuff like that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And I know that he's not the first one that's been in a situation like that. I think it was a little too much to say he's suspended for the um for the whole season. But it looked like the Nets are gonna pick him up. Yeah, so. the Nets are and he's a great coach. Yeah, he's, he's a, good, a good, coach. good coach. He'll come back. Now Ben Simmons and Russell Westbrook are, are both having slumps this year. What, what what do you tell somebody that's in the slum? What is your suggestion for them? Uh, go back to uh, go back to where you were. If you can put your mind, what made you excited about it? What gave you the drive? If you could find to re- get that hunger again, mm-hmm. if you could say, okay, this is the way I used to play when I wanted to get that contract. This is when I wanted to let everybody know I'm the best to do it. If you could tap back into what made you get to the point where you are, where you are. Mm-hmm. Then maybe that could jog it, but sometimes, you know, people just go through stuff. They go through slumps and they just they, they come out of it. Now, what are you gonna do for a way up with Angela Yee? What's the Donnell segment gonna be? I'm gonna do whatever you want to do. Um, I, I know I really love you. You know, like like my sister. I've been knowing you for years. I've seen you go from <sighs> from, of course. Oh my God! Look at the hate. Listen, Stop the it. opening act to be in no, here yawning. No, but it's like it's, it's certain people that, that can call you. You love her, damn it. You said it ten times. You got a problem with love, bro? No, I don't. Okay. You got a problem yeah, with no love. No one loves him. You haven't had a hug in a while, huh? Give him a hug. No, nah, I'm not Come doing that. <laughs> but you said, what am I going to do yeah, let's, let's... for you on your show? Whatever you want me to do. I know okay. that both of us have crazy schedules. I would love to be in the studio with you every day, but I know you I don't can't do that, that, but we're going to figure something out. I yeah, already... of course. Yeah. Okay. I think some man on the street or something, but yeah, we can do something. Donnell but... sent me some um, videos the other day when um, he was at my house and I was giving him relationship advice. Which videos I sent? I, I guess like, it didn't work out well. It yeah. didn't. I mean, look. He oh, happy old, God, old happy old family. Oh, 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 happy old family. Everything is wonderful. Group shots. Everybody matching clothes. Oh, Mr. Perfect. Look, We're on vacation in Jamaica. Oh, my God. You are so perfect. I can't stand you, son. Uh, what videos I sent you? Was it bad? It wasn't no, even perfect. No, it was when you did that TV show. It was you and Austin at my house. Oh, 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 Project yeah. Dad. When you gave me advice, it didn't work out in my favor. <laughs> yeah, but I got a beautiful son out to deal with. That wasn't my fault. That it didn't work out. No, no. It was all. probably my fault. And just stay on my phone. Well, Donnell. That's all I'm saying. Oh, my yes. God. I'm telling you, this is how you have a healthy relationship. Anybody stay out the phones. So what did they find in the phone? I don't want to talk about that. They probably saw, found the that. same thing that probably was found in your phone years ago, too. Awesome. So think about that. Go get Why a close up. Get a close up. Because <laughs> I don't want to have a future with you. <laughs> that's, that's why. I bring it in the past because I have no future. Well, we appreciate you for joining us. Nah, now. man, you can't do this. That, listen. You came late. You know that. Listen, the only reason you you could, you could uh, not air this episode. We're going to air the, it. The we only reason, the only reason I'm telling you, I thought that. I wasn't gonna have an opportunity to sit and this, this. The truth of the matter is, this is it for this building. 
Yes. Yeah. This is it for this I building. Have to go to we the now, new we building weren't today. telling anybody, so if anybody wanted to look for us, they would still come to this. Well, building. they know I'm on BMF, so what you gonna do now? <laughs> Cut that out. Cut that out too. But, <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you my sole reason because I'm doing um booty talks uh other show. Oh, right? I was like hell of a week. Yes. Booty yeah, hell of a week. Right? Yeah, he. Put, I'm on a week when it's a hell of a week. Ain't nothing funny in the news nowhere. No. Right. <laughs> but my reason, only reason, I came here because I was like I want to be able to be in a room with her. For the final time, last time, whatever is going to be Breakfast Club, I love her. I know y'all ain't gonna be in this building, and I just came. And I'm gonna tell you, this is why, this is why things are so so beautiful. I was, I said to myself, why are you doing a show today? Not really here to pr- promote anything he particular. He did say that to himself. Yeah, I said that. I was like, why? And I was like, you don't have to just always uh, want to promote something to talk to your friends. And this is what made my day great. Your friends. My friends, I could say you're a friend, Envy. Oh, no, you. you know that. I mean, we yeah. joke, whatever, but you know, you I mess with you. Great memes about Envy. No, nah, we have fun. Yeah. And he know when I he, he know when I get a good one. He he'll, he'll, he'll call me like, ah, you really gonna do that? <laughs> <laughs> now I respect you. I respect your hustle. I respect your your come Perfect up and everything. Yeah. But this what made it so dope for me is when I came in the building when I saw Anita at the front desk, mm-hmm. I screamed, son, like. Oh my God! Are you kidding? So I heard Miss Anita laughing from yeah. all the way back here. So when we I was like, Donnell's here, <laughs> and I was like this, I was like this. Okay, maybe that's the reason to say hello to her and just to say goodbye to her, whatever that means. It ain't gonna be your forever, but in this space of the Breakfast Club, well, we appreciate and we, you. We got we got some good memories. Well, I always say we appreciate you. And me and Donnell started doing morning radio uh, together. For most people, a lot of people that don't know, we started together. We learned radio together. We effed up together. Oh, and, and we made a lot of mistakes that together. Up in there. <laughs> but that was part of the journey. You know what I mean? This is when Donnell was a, a, a struggling comedian. Yo, so first off, son. <laughs> yo, first off, son. Donnell was already late. Yo, first off, I wasn't never struggling. Yeah, he was like, The right late. people hadn't seen me yet, son. Don't say that. You <laughs> no, so no, no. disrespectful, son. Str- yeah, I was, never struggled. He was on a come-up comedian. I was he on a come-up DJ. He was at Pope Yeah, killing Pope Knockers. Yes. He had, he had Spider-Man, the Spider-Man movie. No, but I'm just saying, I will say this. In my career, like, like I don't ever f- feel like I was struggling. Because early on, I didn't expect too much. I tell people. I was people, joking, Donnell. You I know, but I got to correct that. Oh, okay, okay. I have correct to correct him, that. Yeah. Uh, um, I tell people all the time, when you first start, they say, what do you, what, what, what do you, Vice, what would you tell me? I was like, especially in this business, if you could uh, uh, be happy being broke, you'll be okay. Because you know in this business, 70% of the time, you're not going to make no money. Mm-hmm. It's different now with mm-hmm. social media. These kids now, they get money quick. Mm-hmm. Back then, you have to be content with, can I live with the bare minimum knowing that I'm going to a different place? If you yeah. can't, your, your your brain will be cloudy. You won't be able to focus and it won't happen. I was you. happy when I was broke coming up. Most I people, had, I had a good time. And you know what? When you hear people and you know this story, I know a lot of like billionaires. I know a lot of super successful people. And the stories that they always share, it's never, ever about where they are now. They always want to remind you, it wasn't always like this. Yeah, but I remember this, and these are the things I appreciate Well, this is the one thing I would say about Donnell and, and myself and, and, and even Yee. A lot of stuff we do, it's because we enjoy it, right? The reason I come see you do comedy is because when I see you do comedy now, it's the same feeling as when I used to see you do it back then. You right. enjoy it. You have right. fun. The same thing with why I still DJ, because I enjoy it. Why I still go to the homecomings, because I love it. 
It's a feeling that I can't replace. No money in the world can change that. But there are checks with those homecoming there, shows. There are some right. Yo, don't even try. You I mean, come on, Evie. Yo, stop come it. on, Evie. Don't do that. The homecoming. But I would come for nothing. Pause. You know what I mean? Because oh, my God. I, oh, my goodness. You need to stop. You said it. You need it. to stop, <laughs> son, because every time you say it's another kid, son, is it over? <laughs> it's over? It's over. It's not You over. got a dynasty. It's over. But we appreciate you for joining us. And yeah. Thank you so no, much. No, we really do. And I'm looking forward to our next chapter, Dono. Pickleball, I'm and telling pickleball. you. I got to I got to He wants to invest in a team because he sees a lot of people. You said Tom Brady. So Every many day people. he sends me a pickleball article. Yo, I'm telling you, I can look at this dude's eyes and tell when it's a possibility for him to be involved in an investment. He looked at that and priced it. How much does it I did, take I did. to do that? But pickleball, it's so funny because the sport's been around. It's been around for the longest mm-hmm. time. But for some reason, it's becoming real, real cool I right now. It. And it's hot. LeBron James has invested in team. Uh, Tom, Brady, as Tom Brady has invested in team. Draymond Green. Um, they have a uh, CBS has a new show coming out pickleball. It's creating so much business. They have like franchises like mm-hmm. uh, pickle, uh, 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 pickle and chicken. You know what I'm saying? They are this like everybody laughed at me, and I got to tell you, the way I got introduced to it in on on in my neighborhood in Yellow Springs, um, there's a it's a very uh, older community, right? And for like three weeks, and they a welcoming community for three weeks, they would come. Every day it would be an apple pie or something, right? <laughs> I, I, doorbell ring. You know, black people not used to going to the door. White people can't wait to run to the door. They're like, oh, my God, who's out there? Black people is like this. Yo, did you invite somebody? I ain't going out there. <laughs> so I would go. Do not ring my I would bell. Go, I would go to the door, and then I'd look around and just be like an apple pie. And then I'll see a white woman with Birkenstocks and, and yoga pants saying, hello, neighbor. <laughs> right? They was giving me gifts every day. So there's another, there's some other woman came past. Her name is Donna Silver. Uh, she was. She said, "Do you play pickleball?" First, I told. Her, I said, uh, "You're empty-handed. If you don't have an apple pie, I can't talk to you." <laughs> you told her? Yeah, I, straight up. I called her the Golden Girl, right? And uh, she was like, "Do you play pickleball?" I said, "No." She said, "I will whoop your ass she in did. pickleball." This is what she said to me, right? And I was like, "What is pickleball?" Then I found out what it was. I started practicing, and we started having like like a beef on this like seventy year old woman beef on the block and on social media, right? And I'm gonna tell you. It just livened this neighborhood up so much, the sense of community. So we went from us talking trash. I said, let's play a game. And we played a game for charity. And she beat your ass, Donna. She cheated. Every, she cheated. She beat First of all, ass she, in no, she didn't I mean, beat, it was embarrassing. She didn't beat my ass. What she did was she cheated. Because the official length of a net, like I had to break it down. The nets was too high. Goodbye, she was play, no, she was playing on illegal nets. How, how old was this woman? 70. Oh, my goodness. Like, All right. But when she played on illegal nets. And then Donnell she, wanted me to, like, tripping. side with him and bet. No, I couldn't do it. She was so much better than him. No, she wasn't so much. She didn't mop me up. She barely beat me. She didn't mop me up. And I'm telling you, I practice on an official net. You let a 70-year-old woman beat you in, in pickleball? Yeah. She didn't beat me without cheating, son. She, Ladies and gentlemen, that's Donnell Rawls. She cheated, son. You, you, know how, you know how tall a net got to be? 34 inches is illegal. She was practicing on a 36-inch court. So if you take those two inches away, that... Uh, a Ladies scru- and gentlemen, Donnell Rawls, we appreciate you for pickleball joining us. Pickleball loser. Yo, it'd be a... Re- it, there will, there I cannot be, wait to play Donnell there will pickleball. Because be, I beat you in ping pong. She beat me now pi- I beat you in kickball. I was wearing dress shoes. And now shoes. I will beat you in pickleball. <laughs> I was wearing dress shoes. You're supposed to beat me right. with dress shoes. Donnell Rawls, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. There will be a rematch. Hey, 
fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hell of Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then mm-hmm. a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts.